I am happy to be here with you guys tonight. I, uh, I dressed up for the occasion and uh, got to wear my, my nice sweater. It's, it's sweater weather, right? Anybody know? It's an SNL joke. So if you don't know the joke, that's a good thing. That means you're not a heathen. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> just kidding. Anybody that does know that joke, it doesn't mean that you're a heathen. It just means you once were. Um, but we're all, you know, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so if, if this is your first Wednesday night or if you haven't been here for a couple weeks, uh, we're actually in the middle of a series. This is actually week three of the series. Um, so I'm going to get you caught up here in the next couple of seconds. Um, but Pastor Jake was actually covering uh, the first two weeks, the last two weeks. So if you remember the first week, uh, Jake actually didn't even give a message. He just read off a quarter and the Spirit of the Lord showed up and just did amazing things. That's no joke. He legitimately just read the back of a quarter and God did his work. Um, but it was on forgiveness and freedom found through forgiveness and talking, that's right, that baby testifies. Uh, and just talking about how unforgiveness is really just a bondage. And this whole, this whole series is called Roots. And the whole topic of the series is rooted in our, our main scripture that we've been kind of going after is 2 Corinthians 3.17, which is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And it's talking about just freedom, and freedom in through, in through so many different things, but freedom is not the absence of something, it is the presence of someone, right? Going back to the where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So the first week was really bringing the, the Holy Spirit into a place of allowing us to step into forgiveness and really take that, that step of releasing ourselves, releasing other people, and, and just stepping out of the bondage uh, that is unforgiveness. And then last week, Jake talked about just pain and the whole idea of pain and these pain topics and these points. If you remember, he, he talked about the, the uh, operation game, right, where you go in and it's... Bzzz, and it, the, the nose lights up, and I think the old ones, you used to get zapped, right? Anybody remember the, like, the original ones? You actually, oh, okay. Uh, so I talked about pain, and I absolutely loved that. And we did, this, we did this series over in Access, so both Jake and I are from Access, our young adults ministry, and we did this series just before the summer, and we're still getting testimonies today um, from just the freedom that people are finding uh, through just these principles of, of stepping into God's presence. And then today I'm gonna to be talking about fear. And uh, the title of my message, I don't know if they have it up there or not, uh, but it's just freedom from the, the bondage or prison of fear. And then next week I'm gonna be talking about inner vows. And the reason I absolutely love following up last week's message with this week and next week is because oftentimes the pain that we feel, especially as children, the pain that we experience at a young age will start to instill belief structures in our lives that we may or may not be aware of. Fear and inner vows and these, these different things that we've come to know about ourselves start to structure the rest of our lives and they start to depict the ways that we respond to things, the ways that we think about things, the ways that we approach things, and really kind of bringing it right back to the foot of Christ and going, God, how am I actually supposed to approach these things? And one of the things that I absolutely love about what we're talking about is it's not about, like I grew up in a church in town, and I, I think the church has changed since then, but, so this isn't a, a commentary on the church, but the, the Christianity that I knew uh, growing up was very much like behavior modification. 
It was do good things, go to church, so that way your name's on the roster so you don't go to hell. That was kind of like how we approached things, right? We just made sure that we were there on Sundays. We made sure that during the week we didn't cuss or you know, drink or smoke or any of those things. And, and that was kind of the, the Christian walk for us. And I stepped into this understanding of the Lord and, and realizing that Christianity isn't about behavior modification. It's about the relationship and the presence of Jesus Christ in our life. The only message that I've ever given. I, I, I've had the, the pleasure of being able to speak at Access uh, multiple times and speak a couple other places. And the, the only message that I ever have is really just bringing people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like, that's my whole purpose for tonight. That's been our whole purpose for this series. That's, that's just what we want to do for you is... is bring you to those places to where you can understand at least a bit of what it is that's holding you back and causing you to do the things that you're, you're doing, but like these habitual sin patterns, right? And the things that we do that we don't wanna do. It's, it's not sin that's the issue. Sin is always the fruit of a deeper root issue. And I really, really, really just love this series to be able to bring that root issue into the presence of Jesus Christ and to replant our roots into who he is, his voice, the Holy Spirit. So I'm gonna start off and I'm just gonna pray and we're gonna, we're gonna get right into it. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for today. God, we thank you for just your presence here right now, God. We thank you that, that you're just looking to speak to each and every person in here tonight, God. We thank you that your children, your sheep hear your voice. We thank you that we live by every word that proceeds from your mouth, God. So we just sit with that eager anticipation, just ready to hear from you, ready to bring our lives to your feet, to have you touch our lives and, and for us to walk away, just having experienced you even more. So God, have your way. We love you, we praise you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. So I was, I was praying over just tonight and I was sitting over here in worship and just going, God, what does freedom look like tonight? And I just really felt like one of the big words that God's just declaring over tonight is just vulnerability. And I think that so many of you guys, I, I, and I would even say, just because God is declaring it over this place right now, every single person in here, I, I just feel like God's calling you to a deeper place of vulnerability with him. And we're gonna kind of talk about that a little bit tonight, but uh, just be kind of available for that. And, those places, right, last week we talked about pain, those places to where all of a sudden we're gonna dig deep today and we're gonna start probably poking at some pain points in your life. And I, I kinda talked about it a little bit when I ended last week talking about these ideas to where at first I started trying to run away from God trying to poke at pain. And then I started realizing that he wasn't poking at it so that way I'd be in pain. He was poking at it because he actually wants to bring healing and freedom in those places. So tonight when you feel that like, right, operation, I really want you to sit there and just go, okay, God, I'm here. I'm available. What do you want to say to that? Because that's what going to really, uh, I mean, especially if, if you did find freedom in that, that, those pain points last week, you're going to be set up perfect for today. Uh, if you missed last week, you're still going to be set up perfect for today because God has a great thing in store. So talking about fear, Fear and anxiety, also, by the way, Jake said it last week, um, what was the whole thing, like burn the stump or something like that? He was talking about how he was, he, he, like, he's completely, you know, like, 
we at Access, we get feedback from, from our congregation, so uh, feel free to like yell out glory or something. I don't know, hallelujah, testify, I don't know, go old school on me. Um, don't do burn the stump, that's just weird, it sounds weird. Um, <laughs> we were talking about it afterwards, like, Jake was like, I said that on stage, and I was like, does that have like an alternate like meaning? I don't know, it just, it doesn't sound proper, it doesn't sound like something you should say from my uh, church stage, so... Um, Fear and anxiety is one of Satan's biggest devices in holding us back from becoming who we were created to be. There's a, there's a beautiful truth that when, when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die just to remove sin from your life. He died to restore you back to who you are called and created to be. But when we operate from fear, when we operate in this idea to where we're, we're taking steps based off of fear... It actually holds us back and it puts us in bondage and doesn't allow us to actually come out into the person that God created us to be, right? We don't get to step out of the old self and step into who it was that we were made to be. There's a a thing in um, like the medical field called fear avoidance. I, I believe that, hold on. Yes, fear avoidance. And... I just learned about this earlier this summer, and the whole concept was, in the medical field, they, they've realized that people, when they, when they experience pain, right, in their body, and, and they hurt their back, or um, they break their arm, or anything like that, all of a sudden, there becomes this, this point to where, right, when you move that thing, it's so sensitive that you start to try and, like, avoid moving that thing, because you don't want that sensitivity. It hurts. It doesn't feel good, right? You hurt your back, and there's, there's this point to where you start, like, almost trying to avoid things to where you're bending down and reaching and, and all these things, but what happens is our body was made to continue moving, right? We were made to be moving creatures. We have muscles, and, and we move, and when we stop moving, our body actually begins to atrophy, right? Muscles begin to atrophy and they begin to seize and all of a sudden they're locked in bondage because it was avoided for so long that their purpose just kind of sucked out of them. Does that make sense? So people that were hurt end up putting themselves in a place where they're even more hurt because now they've, they've avoided using that thing that was hurt in a way that now they're not able to actually use it at all and it takes an even longer recovery process. And I just, I don't love that picture, but I do love that picture because it shows us exactly what happens when, when we allow fear to rule our lives, when we allow fear to be one of the deciding factors that we filter things through, right? When we have these decisions that are coming at us and we have to adjust for life and different things like that and we have this fear that all of a sudden everything's poured through and it's filtered down through and we start to avoid the pain topics that we've experienced in the past, right? And the truth is there's a lot of this stuff I've sat down and done, I mean, I've been in ministry now for five years, which is crazy to think about, and I've done so many, so many, so many different one-on-one sessions with people, and we go into these topics of the fear that they're, they're operating from, or, or these different pain points, and it's crazy to see how many guys, I mean, I, we minister with the young adults, so it's 18 to 30, but anybody in 18 to 30 where their pain points actually start back when they're two, three, four, five, six, seven years old, something in that. And it's shifted and it's shaped their life to where all of a sudden they've had these habitual sin patterns in their life that they didn't realize was coming out of a, a fear. And 
being filtered through that place. And I want to talk about, we're, I'm going to talk about three fears, but we're actually going to talk about one fear today. Three different types of fears. Uh, the first one is a, a circumstantial type fear, right? This is a fear that the Lord gave to us to where when a car's swerving over into your lane, you, you're fearfully like swerving to avoid it, right? If a lion starts chasing you, you fearfully run away. Hopefully you make it. Uh, but these, these are fear structures that the Lord gave us to avoid death, right? To avoid uh, physical injury and all those types of things. So um, that is a very good fear structure, right? That the Lord gave us that we operate in on a day-to-day basis to preserve our life. There's a second type of fear, which is the fear of the Lord. And I would love to go into this uh, because this is also one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, But just to kind of touch on that real briefly, it's more of a fear that's based off of a love of God that causes us to draw near to him, right? If you think back to Moses and, and Israel, like the people were so fearful of God that they retreated and they said, Moses, you go up and you talk to God lest he come down and destroy us, right? Moses had a different type of fear that he operated out of that caused him to pull forward and draw near to God and actually ask God and petition God to see himself in a way that no one else at at that point had ever seen him. So there's two different types of fear structures here. There's the fear that Moses had that it's the fear of the Lord that causes us to draw in and draw near and it gives us the mind of Christ, right? It says in, uh, in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it gives us this mind of Christ and we begin to operate out of like the thoughts and the will of God. And that's a beautiful, beautiful fear that we step into every single day. But then there's this other fear that caused them to, to hold their hand up and, and push them away. So the third type of fear is an irrational fear. And I would say that this is the spirit of fear. First Timothy, or second Timothy, I'm sorry, one seven says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So the spirit of fear, this irrational fear, I would actually say is a demonic spirit. And it's not demonic, like sometimes we hear demonic spirit and we start thinking like, uh-oh, okay, so there's gonna be like, like demonic voices and like people's heads spinning around, I don't know. We, we go like weird places when we start thinking of demonic spirits. Uh, it's not that at all. It's more of these are lies that are based in and rooted in lies of the enemy. These are lies that Satan gives us that we partner with that put us in bondage and hold us back from becoming who we were called and created to be. There's three major fears that fall into this category. And it's, it, it, like, it's crazy. These are very, very irrational fears. So if, if you guys have ever heard, I know at least this is a statistic for America. I don't know if it's global, but they say that the number one fear in America is actually this right here, is public speaking, right? People have legitimately told, like, when they go around, they do the survey, people have legitimately said, I would rather die than get up on stage and have to address people. <laughs> this is a very irrational fear. Like, there's no death happening up here, right? Like, there, it, it comes from a fear of rejection, and it comes from a, a fear of, and it's just irrational. It doesn't make any sense. If, if I were to come up here, even if I were to bomb, I wouldn't walk down and, and like, die. You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So there's three major types of fear. The first one is the fear of death. This can be broken down into four different sections. The fear of dying, the fear of going to, or, or dying and going to hell. Fear of dying and leaving loved ones behind. Fear of dying 
or fear of loved ones dying, and then the fear of the dying process. Uh, those are the types of people that, like I had somebody come up to me one time and ask me, have you ever thought about like what it would feel like if you jumped out of a plane and your parachute didn't open and then you just kept on falling and falling and then you hit the ground? I was like, no, I've never thought of that. They're like, well, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, that's weird. But that's a, a fear of death. There's a lot of, and in fact, like, I would say a lot of people are, are experiencing this fear right now with a lot of the recent happenings and all the different, one, natural disasters, but then two, unfortunate disasters that are also happening because of hurt people. Uh, and people are, are, are starting to take on to them a spirit of fear because of these things, right? They're partnering with the lie of the enemy and, and they're holding back from being able to do things in their life because all of a sudden there's a spirit of fear. There's a, there's a large population of the earth that is terrified of going outside of their house because of the fear of death. The second fear is fear of rejection. Love is our greatest need. God created us in his image and to be loved. And this is, this is probably one of the greatest, like everyone experiences the fear of rejection because we were created to be accepted by God, right? We were created to be loved. We were created to, to experience that type of relationship, that type of communion with him. But all of a sudden, we, we start relating with imperfect people, and we start realizing that imperfect people hurt us, and hurt people hurt people, and all of a sudden, we start fearing rejection, and it starts directing our steps to where we can't actually go out, and we can't actually interact with people because we're afraid of what they might think of us. This happens in relationships a lot, too. Uh, I won't go into my entire testimony, but I come from a background of a lot of, like, just hurt and wounded relationships, and I was very hurt and wounded. And back in 2013, I came on staff as an intern here, and at the beginning of my internship, I decided, like, okay, God, I'm going to do a sabbatical this entire year of my internship. I'm not going to date at all. I'm just going to focus on you, and it's just going to be me and you, and it's going to be, like, awesome, and, you know, I'm going to experience you in a whole new way. And I'm going through, and I just, like, I, I didn't even think about women, right? I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, it's just me and God, just me and God, just me and God. And about five, six months go by, and there was a Kairos event um, happening in here, and I was actually sitting over in this section over here. And we were doing a hearing God exercise, and part of the hearing God exercise was legitimately just asking God, like, what do you want to talk about right now? So I'm sitting there, and I'm going, okay, God, like, what do you want to talk about right now? And he goes, I want to talk to you about your sabbatical. I got excited, because I was like, oh, I'm going to get an attaboy, like, oh, man, it's just been you and I, buddy, like, this has been great, this has been the greatest six months. So I go, okay, God, like, what do you want to talk to me about? And he goes, who are you doing that for? pause and I'm like sitting there and I was like well for you of course God just responds back to me I never asked you to do a sabbatical and in that he started just revealing to me just all the hurts and wounds and all these different things that I was experiencing from so many different relationships that I had in the past that really caused me to just operate out of fear and and really like kind of mask my fear and pain with a very, like, Christian duty, right? Like, oh, yeah, I'll do a sabbatical. Like, when really I was just run I didn't even realize that. I was just running away from relationship by doing these, like, good Christian duties. And I feel like, especially in the church, like, it's not always just a sabbatical that we do. 
oftentimes us as Christians could start to hide things through the good Christian duties, but we just use those good Christian duties and we just fill our time with all the good Christian duties to just kind of mask the pain that we're experiencing. And we don't realize that even though on top of everything, it looks like we're doing all the good Christian duties, but underneath we're still hurt and wounded and God's really wanting to go in there and just touch that. And the last fear of the three major fears is the fear of failure. Uh, this is also a big one across, across the globe. I mean, it, the truth is, if you look at the, the three fears, right, death, uh, rejection, and failure, we begin to, when we, when we have that fear and when we've partnered with that fear, we begin to worship the opposite of whatever our fear is, right? So the death or the uh, fear of rejection, we start like really trying, this is why you, you see guys that are just like over the top trying to get people's affection and, and trying to, you know, be the funny guy in the room. And uh, I mean, if you guys think back to high school, you guys can, high school is like a beautiful, I love thinking back on, on a lot of these things to high school because like the high school and middle school years are kind of like the exaggerated years of all this stuff, right? Like our fears are just like, we're wearing them on our, our like clothes without even realizing it. And you got that like one class, that was probably actually me, I was the one class clown that was like trying to act up and, and you know, I was trying to get people to laugh because when I got people to laugh, I'd feel like, oh yeah, they accept me. They, this is also why so much of this generation has gone to social media and has really become, social media is the biggest drug right now. Because it's, it's feeding, you know, like, it's just an IV drip of acceptance and acceptance and acceptance. But then if they don't get acceptance, then it just feeds that fear. And all of a sudden they just feel this rejection and then they, Ryan was sharing that I, I do a lot of stuff on, on social media and, um, you know, I, I'm constantly trying to bring this stuff into other realms and not just kind of like minister with the, the church, right? I'm trying to bring God and, and, and introduce people over in social media and photography and all these different areas to uh, just the person of Jesus Christ. And it's so interesting to where I'm just... I mean, I, I sit there, at least from, from the view of being able to sit there with Christ, looking at just the sea of people that are hurt right now. Like, I, I, I'm on Instagram all the time and just talking with people. And months and months back, I had two guys that reached out to me in the same day. And if you don't know, on social media, like, there's these guys on Instagram that will use these bots. It's just like a, a I don't know, a bot. <laughs> It's a program that goes in like follows and unfollows, follows and unfollows. So it, it does like this mass follow of a thousand accounts in a day and then it mass unfollows that a thousand accounts later on. So when it does that mass follow, people see, oh, someone followed me, I'm accepted and then they'll follow them back. But then, <clears throat> excuse me, that account will go and mass unfollow. So it, it looks like they've gained a lot of subscribers, but really they're just playing off of people's emotions. And then I had these two guys that reached out to me, sent me messages on, on Instagram, because I'd done a couple of YouTube videos on, on um, like social media strategies. So apparently these guys thought I was some sort of guru. Uh, I'm not by any means. But they reached out and they, they said, hey, like, can you help me? Like, this app isn't working. And I thought they were talking about Instagram. I was like, what do you mean the app isn't working? And they're like, oh, this follow-unfollow app, like, it's just not working. I, like, I, I just want to get all these likes. And I was like, if it's not working, just, like, reach out to people and actually build relationships and use social media for what it was created to be. They're like, no, 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 I don't want that. I just want a lot of likes. I was like, okay, well. 
And I had like long discussions, especially with one guy, and I, I think he was from, I don't know where, he, I don't think he was from the States because he kept on going, good sir, good sir, can you help me, can you help me? It was just like every, every single message that I got from him, it was, good sir, good sir, but I, I'm, I'm afraid. And that was the thing, he, he just came out at one point, we're, we're having this conversation, I'm going, you don't, you don't need a lot of likes, you just like, use it for the platform of what it was created to be, like connect with people and, and have good conversations with people and like people's photos and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm afraid. I'm like, you're afraid? Is someone out to kill you? Like, <laughs> what is there to be afraid about? It's like, I just, I'm afraid that I'm not going to get more likes. Just this need of acceptance, right? This fear of rejection just fuels so much. We have a fear of failure. We begin worshiping just success. And we just start striving for all these things, whether it be money, whether it be position, whether it be power. And there's so many guys that, not just guys, but so many people that are neglecting their families because they're chasing down success because they're so scared of failure. But the, the thing is, like, we look at it, and it, it's one thing to, to look at fear, and we start looking at it and going, oh, I just got to stop being afraid of that thing. I just got to stop being afraid of that thing. But if we don't actually trace it back to the original pain, right, where it originally happened, where it originally started, right, that, that kid that went into to sports and just could never get the approval of his father and then just spends the rest of his life trying to chase down success because he didn't realize he's still trying to find the approval of his father, the kid that got rejected in, in elementary school on the playground and is just constantly chasing after poor relationship after poor relationship after poor relationship because he's trying to find acceptance or this is why a lot of like relationships that are very unhealthy, they just don't care because at least they accept each other. Oh, I'll put up with all the junk because at least we accept each other. If I go out there, I'm just gonna get rejected over and over and over again. So the big question that we're going to be asking tonight, and we're going to go into a, a time of prayer here in a minute, but the big question that we're asking tonight is, what is your greatest fear? And sometimes you'll know, like, there's some of you guys that are sitting there right now, and you're just like, okay, I, I already know, this thing's been rearing itself for years now. But then some of you guys might be like me to where I didn't realize that I was just masking something and, and God really had to, to bring. And God's gonna really do a, a great work tonight in really just revealing these fears that, that we've all grappled with and the, these fears that we've all like just received and really the lies that we've begun to receive. And I'll say it this way, the places in which we fear are places in which we don't know the heart of the Father. We've heard it so many different times in, in scripture for it's God's perfect love that casts out all fear and it becomes almost like this white noise that we've just gotten so, oh yeah, God's perfect love casts all fear. But it's going like, it, no, if, if you're still fearing something in your life, it's because you haven't stepped into that place of actually knowing God's heart, will, and emotion for that thing. The places that we fear in our life are the places that we haven't allowed God to be Lord of our life and we haven't allowed him to come, on, come in and show up right? Even the fear of death. The closer you get to God, the closer you get to the heart of the Father, <laughs> the less you're going to be afraid of death. I heard a pastor one time, I can't remember who it was, um, but I heard a pastor one time speaking about death. He was like, I don't care about death. You, you can't scare me with heaven. <laughs> <Amen>. That's a <laughs> he knows the heart of the Father in that place. 
It's going like, man, it, even if we were to be persecuted and, and you know, like, you, if we just understand the heart of the Father, we know that we end up next to his side in the end anyways. That's not a scary thing, right? We don't have a fear of death at that point. We almost, not that we would embrace it. It's not like, oh, yeah, but anyways. Um, and I would also say it this way, a righteous fear of God has dominion over every other fear in your life. The key is, and everything here, this isn't about, again, this isn't about behavior management. This isn't about going, oh, I have fear, so I need to stop fearing. I need to stop fearing. I need to stop fearing. Because that's, that's, a, that's a surefire way to put yourself into a different area of bondage. And that's the interesting thing is we constantly move from one area to bondage to one area of bondage to one area of bondage when we're trying to do it on our own will. But the beautiful thing is when we just go to God and we just go, God, what do you want to say about this? There's a reality of, like, we can come up here and Jake can come up here and Ryan can come up here and Pastor Bernie could come up here and we can give you the word of God from Nick, the word of God from Jake, the word of God from Ryan. But it's a completely different place when you go and you get the word of God from God. And, and, he can, and he will, he does deliver through other people, right? There's other people that come into our lives and there's been people that will step into my life at the moment that I need to hear it and deliver a word from the Lord and I know it's from God and I receive it from God. But there's a beautiful thing to where when you look back into Genesis, when God spoke, he spoke creation into existence. The beautiful thing is we have, we have a language, right? We speak English. Some of you guys in here might speak multiple different languages. And English is our language, but the, the beautiful thing about God is creation is his language. When he speaks, his words don't return void. He creates into it its existence. So when we actually bring these things into the presence of God and we allow him to speak in on these things, all of a sudden it's sustainable because his word never returns back void. We'll just start off with Joshua 1.9. It says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Isaiah 43.1 says, But now this is where the, what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. Psalm 23.4 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not fear I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. <clears throat> Psalm 94, 19, when anxiety was great within me, your consultation brought me joy. Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my sal salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And as I... When I was going through scripture and I was just looking at all these different scriptures that talk about fear, that talk about fear, that talk about fear, the beautiful thing was every single time it addressed fear, a greater revelation of the Lord came in. God's perfect love casts out all fear. The beautiful thing is when we bring our fear to the Lord and when he, when he shows us what that fear is inside of us, it's a place that he actually wants to bring a greater revelation of his heart for you in that manner. A greater revelation of his heart of what he's trying to say. He wants to bring the truth in and, and take care of the lie. We're gonna go into a time of prayer and actually, oftentimes we've, we've come to know this area of fear. Sometimes we, we come to almost guard that area of fear because again, we felt like it's been protecting us from 
that pain that we experienced originally, right? Sometimes we go, well, I, I know that to be true, and this is gonna, we're gonna kind of go deeper into this next week because a lot of this talks about inner vows and just the, the vows that we've made to ourselves and the things that we've partnered with this fear, and we've, all, we've become to just declare these things as, as truths. We take this fear and we almost we, we make it a truth of our life of we go, no, it's a good thing that I fear that type of thing. It's a good thing that I fear people because they've always hurt me or anything like that. And, and we, we've used that fear as a, a coping mechanism but also a protecting mechanism, right? We've, we've tried to protect ourselves but the Lord's supposed to be our protector, right? Holy Spirit's supposed to be our comforter. We've almost found our comfort and our protection in these fears. So sometimes we've, we've gripped onto them so tight and we just don't want to let them go because it's been our safety for so long. But how many of you guys know if that's our safety, then that's on the throne of Christ and we're not allowing God to be in, in the Lord of our life in that area. So there's going to be a, I, I think there's going to be a list. Were you guys able to put the list together? Yes, Perfect. This is not a comprehensive list by any mean, and, and I'm gonna, I, I ended up running over a little bit. I'm gonna run through these as fast as possible, but um, we're gonna go into a time of prayer. So real quick, these, these fears, there's a fear of death, fear of uh, never loving or being loved, fear of being victimized, fear of marriage, fear of rejection by others, fear of disapproval, fear of becoming homosexual, fear of divorce, fear of financial problems, fear of going crazy, fear of Satan, Fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, fear of never getting married, fear of pain and illness, fear of death of a loved one, fear of the future, fear of being hopeless, a hopeless case, fear of confrontation, fear of not being loved by God, fear of losing salvation, fear of committing the unpardonable sin, fear of rejection, and fear of specific individuals. And like I said, that's not a specific list. And in this prayer time, God could lay a completely different fear than, than what's on this list on your heart, and that's okay, run with them in that. But if you could just close your eyes and just start quieting yourself and just expectation of, of God showing up big question that we're going to step into, and I'm going to walk you through a couple different questions, but it's going like, what is our, what is our greatest fear? We're just going to watch and see what God does to that tonight. So in that place, I, I, again, the, the key to this is, is God talks back, and it might not, is might not be through, like, I think sometimes we think of talking back as the audible voice. or any, He can lie an impression on your heart. He can, uh, you might picture a word. You might picture a, a picture. I, I get pictures a lot, and that's how a lot of the times God speaks to me or little movie vignettes in my mind and stuff like that. But I want you to sit there, and I really want you to listen and hear for God. So start off by asking, God, would you help me specifically identify those areas of my life where I've become fearful. God, will you show me where I am fearful in my life?
God starts showing you that, just those areas that you've been fearful, I want you to ask him, God, where did that fear begin in my life? Is there any pain that you want to address right now? Where did that, where did that fear, that seed of fear actually start? And allow him to bring you to that place. Again, if God brings you to a place of pain, like that, that painful place, if you're going back to that place, he's not bringing you there to hurt you, he's bringing there to heal you. you that place and he shows you where the fear began, I want you to just ask him, God, what were the lies that I started to believe back then? What are the lies that are behind this fear? What's the lie that I'm receiving for myself? in this part and I know we're, we're kind of cruising through this part but I really encourage you if you're, if you're hearing stuff and we get to the end and you, you feel like there's still more that sit in this place or, or you know continue this conversation on the way home but as God shows you that lie this is crucial I want you to say Jesus I'm sorry for believing that lie I renounce that lie, I hand it over to you. God, would you show me your truth in this manner? God, I receive that truth.
to close out with this. Just want you to say, God, I want to receive your perfect love that casts out all fear. Would you show me what that looks like right now? and then I think Ryan's going to come up and, and close down here, but this place, this last, you know, five, ten minutes or seven minutes that we, we just did, that's the, it's like the most important part of this entire message. It's just that place where we get to come into God's presence. And one of the, the key things that I really want you to walk away from is it's not, it's not us trying to work our way into not fearing. It's, it's not us trying to deal with our pain. It is us recognizing the things that are going, like the, the thing that is, we're handing you tools to be able to walk forward and recognize the, the structures in your life that you've known to be true, but you start to realize there's a lie behind that actually. That doesn't align with scriptures. So there's a lie behind that and then you can trace it back to the root. And you can bring that to God and all of a sudden you're walking in a whole new place of freedom. This is a process. Even, even the, the people in here that were experiencing just a, a new move of God, this is a process. The key is waking up tomorrow and continuing the conversation with God. It's not walking out of here going, sweet, I'm healed. All of life is a process of healing and freedom. And another thing I wanna point out is we can only go so far in, in these types of Services. We, we have a, an event coming up called Kairos. I would say it's kind of like a, a hospital for the heart, right? It's where we get to bring our heart, we get to bring our life into the presence of God, and it's so much of this type of stuff. So if this is really resonating with you, if this is new and kind of maybe even a little interesting to you, I, I highly suggest that you go to that event. It's at the end of October, so the end of this month. You can register online, and there's probably some information out at the, the back desk, but um, we can only go so far here, and I really, really, really suggest that you guys check out that event uh, because it's a, an entire day, actually a day and a half of being able to bring stuff like this in front of God's throne and see what he does with it. And it's free, yes, it is free, and it's... It's incredible. There, there's absolutely no cost, and you will walk away uh, just further into being a new creation. So, uh, Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. Got to thank you for the work that you're starting in here. I thank you for the transformation and freedom that you're bringing, God. We love you. We love you. We love you. We praise you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.